Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. I have got another podcaster. It seems like we've had a run of podcasters, but it's okay. If you've listened to the Intentional Encourager podcast long enough, you're going to understand that I'm more interested in the story. I'm more interested in the person than what they do or how they do it. But Again, another podcaster on today, and, and these makes for great conversations. And so I would invite you to go to Mark's podcast. It's called Vigilance for the End Times. So it's a real unique title and real unique topic. You can find that on a lot of your podcast platforms, but right here, right now, you can find my guest, Mark Judy, on the Intentional Courage podcast. Mark, how are you today? I am doing just great, Brian. Thank you for having me on today. I appreciate that. Uh, it's my pleasure to have you on. Let's start here. We have we have had to be vigilant for the last couple of years. Yes. We started this podcast in March of 2020 as COVID-19 started wreaking havoc all over the world. Now we're at over 280 episodes recorded, and there oh. seems to be a theme. And I love that word that you have in your podcast. A lot of people have said, Brian, I love the word intentional. It's in your podcast. Well, Mark, I love the word vigilance in your podcast. Throughout the last two years, what have you really learned about the word vigilance? Wow. Well, number one, uh, to be very aware in the spirit as opposed to just uh taking circumstances at face value, whether it be what's happening in politics or economics or, or whatever. Um, I've always been the kind of person who wanted to look behind the Wizard of Oz's curtain to see what's really moving and shaking things. What's means determining the realities that we deal with. And for me, um, the moment March 2020 it um i was seeing what was happening in the spirit and i thought sure as shooting everybody in the christian world's gonna see it just exactly what i'm seeing for what it is and i was shocked to observe that that wasn't what happened for the most part 
people were reacting to circumstances not according to what they were seeing spiritually. And Jesus said, you know, judge righteous judgment. Don't judge according to appearance. That, and I was already in the middle of, of dealing with um, my wife's illness at home. I was on leave taking care of her. So I was hyper vigilant already because um, of her intense health situation. And to me, vigilance for the Christian means understanding that we are in this world, but we're not of it. Mm -hmm. and our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers. So our frame of reference should first and foremost always be spiritual. We have to have a spiritual radar that is always active and um, in basing our lives, not on what we see with our naked eyes, but what are we feeling in the spirit? What are we seeing in the spirit? And having a very um, real-time relationship with the Holy Spirit where he is speak to us and direct us on the go. Um, and I don't want to get too long-winded, but basically I've been a Christian for over 44 years. Uh, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit in 1983, so some 40-some-odd years ago. Um, and... Back in those days, it was such common to hear preachers and teachers and so on talking about walking in the Spirit, the basics of walking in the Holy Spirit, learning to hear His voice, um, sowing to the Spirit, not the flesh. And over the years, that, um, that vernacular just kind of dissipated. Right. And I have been on a mission to bring that back to the forefront because that is the the substance of our life i mean um paul said if we live by the spirit then let us walk in the spirit um i don't see thing that the christian can substitute for that biblical mandate um right. i just i don't and it's and it's it burns in me because we're making our decisions on a day-to-day -day basis based on the things that we see and hear and think and are told versus, well, what are we hearing in our spirit? What is God speaking to us? Jesus said in Revelation to all the seven churches, let him hear, hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. That's always um, been very intense to me where he's speaking to the churches as a whole, as a corporate whole, but then he breaks it down to the singular, which is really scary. He breaks it down to the singular and says, let him who has this, has hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Jesus is acknowledging, you know what? The Spirit's going to be speaking to the churches as a whole, but not everyone's going to be spiritually in a place where they are listening actively. And so for my for my podcast ministry, that is the the main focus, um, and breaking it down to uh, the spiritual components. You know, what does a relationship with the Holy Spirit look like and feel like, and how do you build that? Cooperate with the Holy Spirit and building a listening relationship. And well, here's the thing, Mark, and, and, and again, I love where you're going there because, you know, that that resonates with me 
as an as an apostolic Christian. I've been apostolic all my life. So when you're talking about being baptized in the Spirit, right there with you, um, got baptized in the Spirit when I was a kid. If though we have a lot of people that listen that maybe aren't Christians or aren't spirit filled. And you talk about vigilance. Let, let's talk about vigilance from that perspective as okay. well. Because I love where you're, you're taking us there too. I don't want to leave out though the people that might be listening that go, but Mark, Brian, I'm not a Christian. I haven't, I, I don't have the same experience you have. When you think about vigilance as a whole, you, 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 you were talking to me before we got started. You and I have real similar professional background as well. I spent a lot of years in sales myself. You spent a lot of years in sales. There's a lot of times where vigilance in sales is almost a requirement. You've got to be you're prospecting. You've got to, yeah. you've got to go get that pro you know, you, you've got to close that customer. It's <laughs> almost a, almost a dogged determination, if you will. When we think about vigilance, as far as, um, you know, keeping our, you know, because Here's the thing, and forgive me for the long-winded question, but as I think about vigilance and I think about, you know, things that we did that we really never did before, you know, I never saw people um, quarantine over the flu. And I'm not trying to get political here, yeah, yeah. but when I, you know, times in my life I got the flu, I didn't quarantine, you know, times in my life. Uh, I, I don't ever w remember wearing a mask into a grocery store or wearing a mask to church. We just did some things that, that were just totally off the wall. But yet there were some people that remained vigilant that said, hey, this is not this is not a good thing here. This is not a path we're going down. When you think about vigilance from, from a day-to-day -day perspective, I, I want to go there for just a minute because sure. vigilance from a day-to-day -day perspective, what does that mean to you? One thing I've got a, we've got a daughter, my daughter, Asha, she's our only child. And from the time she could leave the house on her own and go across the street to play, vigilance was my mantra for her. Asha, be aware of your surroundings. To me, that's vigilance. Be aware of who's around you, how they're acting. Um, get a sense for, do they pose a threat to you or not? Are they friendly? Are they nice? Or what, you know, should you be more alert Ashim. just pay attention to your surroundings i believe that even those who aren't saved aren't in the lord um we're all we're all made in the image of god and that is to say that we are more than just flesh and blood we're more than just a soul we have a spirit and that spirit part of us almost always knows that there's more to this world than what we see in front of our physical eyes. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise, but if that doesn't work, 
I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.carrd.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Um, for example, Oprah Winfrey, she would, uh, she would interview people. She would interview women who had been, and the common denominator was, did your gut try to warn you ahead of time? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a gut feeling to not go there and not be with this person, but I overrode that feeling. I ignored that feeling. So we have, a, we have spiritual instincts, even though someone's not saved. I remember as a kid knowing in my gut down that street they'll go past that house because there's a weird vibe there be alert be aware um and i think that in the busyness of life we've got technology overload information overload and so our sense of inner vigilance or inner awareness around just being on alert to our surroundings uh muffled and what i saw right there in March 2020 was here's a wake up call to humanity way out of whack here you know this didn't just happen oops ooh, oh my gosh we have a little pandemic no this was I'm sorry this was in the works a long ways before that hmm. um, and for for every store in the world to have the same plexiglass shields and the signage they just happen to have all of that at the same time. We just happen to have verbal lingo, social distancing all at the same time. No, 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 no. We're being played here. But that to me was for the world. God was pulling the curtain back and saying, see, there's a, there's a principality that's pulling the levers here. And now you're getting a chance to see him in action. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope I'm not getting, I'm not veering. No, I, you, 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 but. no, you're 100% right because here's the thing, Mark. Vigil, there's a lot of times that people will, will take vigilance and they'll, they'll mistake it for paranoia. Yes. They'll, they'll say, well, man, what are you worried about? Or, man, you, boy, you're really out there. You're really, man, you're, you, you must be paranoid. You must be, but here's the thing. Everybody now, and I live out in the country in the middle of, I, I live in a small community in West Virginia. We got 1.8 million people yeah. in the whole state. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not leaving my doors unlocked. Yeah. I'm not leaving my car yeah. doors unlocked. Yeah. And if I hear something in the middle of the night that sounds like trouble, I'm not going to roll over and go back to sleep. Yes. I'm going to get up and check it out. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I love where you took us there for a few moments, Mark, because you're right. 
it's almost like everything was going so good and everything was just rocking and rolling along. And then all of a sudden we were just like, oh, oh my, you know, now all of us, we just kind of did a 180 instead of, instead of everything just rolling along beautifully, all of a sudden everybody got parent, you know, they got paranoid. You know, I, I can't be next to you because you might have coronavirus. You know, even though three weeks ago we would have sat in each other's homes and we would have had a good time and laughed and, you know, now, you know, it, it caused people. And again, I'm not trying to make a political statement, but I, but I love where the conversation's going because we went from zero to 200 on the vigilant scale. Like, yeah. man, if you're not wearing your mask, you're going to get coronavirus. Yeah. Man, if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to get coronavirus. All of a sudden, people that that didn't care about vigilance were starting to get hyper vigilant. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I'll, I'll go a step farther; they became vigilantes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I'm you gonna know, tell and, on you, you're not wearing a mask. <laughs> it, exactly, Mark. So, how do we put vigilance in the right place? That's where I want to go with this part yeah. of the conversation. Um, how do we put vigilance in the right place? Vigilance in the proper person. Um, because to answer what you were just saying about the people who went, you know, way off the charts with it, they weren't basing their decisions or their, their reactions on what they had observed or discerned. They were basing their reactions based on what the media was. And it didn't, it didn't derive from what they internally had processed. They were waiting for the earth to shake under their feet before they reacted to something. Um, whereas if you're, like you're saying, if you're, you know, you go to bed, you lock the doors, you know, you, if you hear a noise, you get up and check it out. You're living in a state of awareness. Um, the Bible calls it in, in um, the book of Proverbs, there's so many references to being prudent the prudent man foresees the evil and, and takes precautions that's just walking in wisdom well does not walk in wisdom most of the world walks in whatever the tv tells them to believe or you know they're just they go to work and they come home they want to not think about the work anymore the job turn on the tv grab a beer they're in escape mode most of the time escapism go to the movies go on a vacation i want to forget about my daily um but then you have folks who do their daily life and they do it in a state of uh they're walking in wisdom they're walking in awareness just as a state of being um you don't go out the door like oh okay i gotta check who's out there before i go to my car no you're just it's just a matter it's just a state of being you're relaxed. You know what you have to do for the day, but you're paying attention. You're driving down the road. You're not like, oh, God, a stop sign. No, you're, you're, you're doing your visual checks all the time as you're driving. Yeah. It's a matter of fact. If you're a Christian, you should be just as a matter of fact, spiritually discerning and, and sensing, you know, um, Jesus said, um, just as the wind blows where it wills, 
so are those who are born by the Spirit, or born along by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit's not jerking people around all day. He's leading, he's guiding, and it's not him yelling in your ear with a megaphone. It's more of nuances. Um, your wife doesn't have to yell at you every day to get you to understand what she's thinking or feeling. You know each other's vibes. You know each yeah. other's personalities. You get a sense and anticipate what she needs before she has to say, honey, I need this. Mm -hmm. That's the same way with the Holy Spirit. You get a sense of what he's doing, how he's leading today. Um, it says in Colossians, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Uh, the peace of God is the Holy Spirit's mechanism for saying, hey, you know what? You're, you're on track. You're doing good. Everything's great. Oh, wait, slow down. Yellow light, caution, da-da-da. Same thing. Um, it's not mysterious. It's not, you know, spooky magic stuff. It's building a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit within his image. Jesus said there's coming a time when, when those who worship God will worship him in spirit and truth because God is spirit. It's just spiritual reality. It's not, you know, some seminary thing. It's not uh, religious pontificating. It is spiritual reality. It's not theory and conjecture. It's how the world works. It's how our spirit man works. It's how God, who is spirit, made everything to function. Hmm. Mark 20 was God's merciful way of saying, hey, everybody on planet Earth, here's what it feels like to see the spirit realm <laughs> moving upon all of humanity and not in a good way, but I just want to everybody up to realize there's more to this life than your physical little, you know, beings and your physical stuff, your cars, your houses, your vacations. You live in a physical body on a physical planet, but what is happening in the spirit realm, good or bad, is what determines your reality. And everybody's thinking there's no there. They keep calling him the fairy tale God in the sky. Okay, everybody, here's the fairy tale God in the sky showing you reality. Boom. Mm -hmm. so people reacted according to how they were already spiritually calibrated. And most people were calibrated to just react in fear and panic. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Well, Mark, what you said a minute ago, I like that because you, you were talking about everybody is in escape mode, right? Yeah. It's it's come home from work, do this and that. Well, you know, I need to veg on the couch for a couple of hours and turn on Netflix. And and again, 
I'm not knocking that. Most families do that. My family does that. Yeah. Guilty. Okay. You know, when I'm out on the road traveling, it's, if it's Monday night, I'm probably sitting and watching Monday night football. You know, I, I'm a football fan. But here's what I was thinking as you were talking there just a minute ago. To use a sports analogy, the best quarterbacks always keep their eyes downfield. Yes, yes. They're always like looking down. I'm always watching how they react. Exactly. Their eyes are always scanning downfield. Yes. What's in front of me? Yeah. I'm not looking behind me. I'm not looking to the side. Right. I'm looking downfield because, focused. yeah, I'm, I'm focused downfield. And, and Mark, I, I think the thing, too, that a lot of people miss about the guidance of the Holy Spirit, if you will, you have to remember, even if you're not a Christian, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. God never goes where he's not wanted. He doesn't crash parties just to go, well, I'm here and I, 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 I'm here because I can be. You know, you have to you have to flip in the keys to the car and say, you drive. Yeah. You know, it, it, because the thing about it is, 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 is don't be confused about something. God isn't going to take the keys from you and go, I can do this better than you can. It's never going to happen because we were all built with a free will. We can do what, what we want to do. But it's always better off if you flip, to use an analogy, flip the Lord the keys, let him drive because he, he, he'll take you where you need to go and get you there safely and, and get you where you need to be. And I love what you said, though. I'm really marinating right now on what you said, the dangers of escape mode. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just kind of drifting along through life. Let me ask you this about your podcast. Take me to a V8 moment that you had in your podcast where you were either talking to somebody or you were doing a podcast and you just had one of those moments like, oh, man, I didn't realize you know, that. I, um... I remember uh, there was a recurring theme for a while. Um, people would hear it, listen to a podcast, and they would reach out to me on Messenger, Facebook, or email or whatever. And the, the theme for a while there was, you know, listening, and, and they were tuning in, and they were getting it in terms of, like, uh, having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, etc. And the desire was there. The desire was so intently there but they didn't know how to go from A to B. And um, I think a lot of people get caught up in, in terminology and so forth when it's really a matter of understanding that, look, the Holy Spirit wants to have a relationship with you based on who he made you to be. And... I was talking with this one young lady and putting her online and the Holy Spirit, this is where it just, sometimes you just have to step out in faith and be willing to look silly. Uh, the Holy Spirit said, tell faith, it was her name, uh, to not be afraid to be loud. She's, he said, tell her, don't be afraid to be loud. And I'm like, okay, that's really weird, but all right. I said, faith, the Holy Spirit said, don't be afraid to be loud. Okay, 
Um, so, and that had to do with her, her prayer language. And I know that might not fit with everybody that's listening, but I'm just being real. So the buildup to this is that she had been really wanting to feel freer in the Lord, freer in the Holy Spirit. She was feeling this lack of liberty on the inside, a feeling of being stuck, um, a feeling of it's like your physical body's having some some mobility problems. You don't have free range of movement. Well, spiritually, she was feeling that. And so she goes to her mom's church and um, ladies' prayer time and everything, and she started to feel like the Holy Spirit was doing something in her, mm -hmm. and she was trying to let her prayer language come forth a little bit, but she still felt bound up. In this service, however, where they were doing praise and worship, that feeling of the Holy Spirit came back again. And this time, initially, she started feeling self-conscious, but then she remembered what the Holy Spirit told me to tell her, don't be afraid to be loud. So she just let loose and just started praying in her prayer language out loud. And she said, as she did it, she got louder and louder and louder and felt freer and freer. So that blockage was gone. And suddenly, you know, she, she had that spiritual liberty. And... I'm learning as I go, like in that example, because the things of the spirit are just as real as the things we see with our naked eye, the physical things, the things we can touch and, and feel. Um, Peter walked on the water, not because the water wasn't real, but because the substance of faith was more real than the water. And that's how he was able to walk on it. Um, and I hope I'm not getting too out there for anybody, but um, I think that the bottom line for the Vigilance podcast is that done everything we've had to walk out the last two and a half years or so, um, some realities that were very horrific and unpleasant and painful, spiritual realities trump those every single time. But we're not accustomed to having to rely on spiritual realities. We've had it very easy for a very long time. But when time desperate, Jesus said in John 7, he stood up at the last day of the feast and he cried out with a loud voice. Now he was at a feast where he had to initially go in sort of a disguise because the Jews were lying in the way to kill him. Mm -hmm. And he went up hiding himself. Well, right there in the midst of all these Jewish wanted to hunt him down and kill him, he stood up and cried with a loud voice. His cover's blown. Now they can, oh, there's Jesus. We've been hunting for you. We want to kill you. He stands up with a loud voice crying out, we're thirsty. Anyone who is thirsty, come to me and let him drink. Spiritual reality in that moment was what he was offering. At the expense of his own life, even if it meant those Jews might rise up and take the opportunity to kill him because now they see him, he stood up and gave all those who are thirsty. The thing is, we we in Western civilization, Western religious institutional Christianity, we have not been thirsty for a long time. We've been content with what we've got. Eh, it's okay. I, I'd like to have more, but 
you know, I'll go to the church on Sunday morning and I go through the religious because I'm used to and it's familiar with its routine. But we keep ignoring this deep inner thirst because, well, we're too busy focused on other stuff. You know, we're working, we're family, da 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 But I believe that March 2020 was a wake-up call from God to say, look, you are more than just flesh and blood. This world is more than just what you see. It is spirit. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And I believe what I've been the last year or so of doing the podcast is that there's so much spiritual thirst out there, but people have not known where to go to get that thirst quenched. They don't even know how to quench it. It's like, I'm feeling dry. I'm feeling dead. I'm feeling far away from God. Well, that's your spiritual thirst talking to you, saying you don't have to continue feeling far away from God. He's saying, come to me and drink. If any man thirsts, that's the only qualification. Jesus didn't care about their pedigree. If you're thirsty, come, come. I'll give you an abundance to drink. And people have just been so disconnected from that sense of spiritual thirst. We've been, you know, giving ourselves junk food instead of spiritual food for so long that we don't really know the difference. But now everybody is on this common denominator playing field, this level playing field where spiritual thirst is coming to the surface. Well, here's the, here's the thing, Mark, <laughs> forgive me for interrupting, but here's the thing. What I sense is a little bit different. What I sense is as Jesus on the cross, when he said, I thirst, he thought they were going to give him water and he got vinegar instead. There's a lot of people that, that have said, I thirst. And what they thought they were getting was water. They got vinegar instead. Yeah. And, and what happens is it's like, oh man, I, okay, forget it. I, I've just, I just won't bother to go back yeah. because they, they drank from a bitter cup, so to speak. Yes. Instead of getting refreshing waters, so to speak, spiritually. And, and Mark, this has been such an interesting conversation because I don't care if you're a Christian, you're not a Christian, things like that. Whether you're talking about being thirsty for career progression, whether you be talking about being thirsty, you've got to know the right sources to quench your thirst. Not everything that can quench your thirst is going to truly quench your thirst. Yeah, antifreeze will quench your thirst, but it will do some better. Right, exactly. Yeah, on a hot day, uh, a, a Coke will quench your, a Coke will temporarily quench your thirst, but you'll be thirsty again in about 30 minutes because of, you know, it's not, it's not water and things like that. Mark, we're running uh, up against it time-wise. I can't wait for episode two part two of this episode rather Amen. tell folks how they can get a hold of your podcast, how they can find it, where they can find it and how they can connect with you. Um, Vigilance for the end times is on anchor and Spotify. Um, I know we're on quite a few other uh, podcasts as well. Um, Apple podcast. It's on there. Um, oh my gosh. We're on so many right now, but anchor and Spotify to, I know Spotify is the huge one um, that 
everybody seems to be going to according to the uh the stats on my uh podcast app um i always check to see where people are going to listen to it and spotify is probably 90 percent of it fantastic go to vigilance for the end times find that on spotify apple and anchor uh, wherever you find podcasts mark judy it's been a pleasure having you We're going to come back for a second part of the conversation, and you're going to want to stick around for that. But, Mark, I appreciate you joining us today on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Thank you, Brian. My thanks, as always, to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And, of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.